Peace, folks. Thank you for joining me. I'm Bobby Marvin Holmes, host of Hugh Voices, a podcast where we offer strength-based practices to social workers serving black children, youth, and families. Today's episode is our Speak On It segment, where I share my professional insight and lived experiences. Years ago, when I uh, first started working with youth, I worked as a counselor for a residential facility for youth involved with the Department of Juvenile Services. Um, Needless to say, at the time, I did not know what I was doing. It's my first time, uh, you know, working in this capacity. My first time working with adjudicated youth. Uh, so I really didn't know what to expect. I went in um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, so to speak. And I was definitely excited about the opportunity to do work that was more fulfilling. Um, the opportunity to, to pour into the life of a young person. I was excited about that. I think it was like, I don't know, 2004. Uh, when I got the job and, you know, I was transitioning from doing, you know, work for security. So it was definitely um, a brand new experience for me. I was very young, early 20s and first time doing this type of work. But I was very excited about it. Um, however, my inexperience was revealed <laughs> very quickly. Uh, just in terms of not quite sure how to engage with the young folks, although I was probably about six, seven years older than some of them. Uh, for a, a couple of them, you know, the the age gap was shorter than that. Um, you know, still I'm a young adult, young myself still trying to figure things out but it was a different dynamic because these these were young folks who um young people of course having their own culture you know the music the the language they use the style of dress you know you have their own culture uh uh and then if that that individual you know is involved in the streets uh, the street culture, you know, streets have their own culture, you know, the do's and don'ts of the streets and, and how you carry yourself. Um, that that type of environment, that type of setting has its own culture. And you have some young folks that they adhere to their own culture as youth and they also adhere to street culture. Um, and. I wasn't familiar with street culture at all. You know, I was taught uh, by and large by my, my parents growing up that, you know, that's that's not the way to go. And I had several examples in my family that I saw that. OK, all right. I see how that worked out for them. Um, I don't I don't want that to be me. So I'm not I'm not going down that path. Um. So subsequently, I, I took a different direction. Um, but for these young folks that I, I worked with, um, you know, at a very early age, they were involved in this culture. 
um, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, it was a part of their identity. So um, I had a, a, a brother that, you know, he helped me get the job. And um, he kind of schooled me to, you know, how to engage with them, you know, how to communicate with them, um, you know, the language to use. He, he helped me better understand just coming in as a person, just, you know, passionate about helping you and understand there's a different dynamic to it. Um, helped me understand the way I engage have to resonate with them. It has to be relevant to their experiences. What I say out my mouth um, outside of that, you know, it may be difficult for them to wrap their head around it. You know, again, they they're youth. They have their own culture. They're still developing themselves. Um, and on top of that, they you know they're following another culture. Um, that who they are in their lives at the time is being validated, is being honored, is being respected by their peer group. So I had to learn how to engage. You know. Uh, with them on their level and where they were in their lives. Um, and it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge because I had to understand that just because I had a certain way of life and perspective and worldview that worked for me doesn't necessarily mean that what was best for them. Also, they may not be in the space in their lives where they, they're ready to hear it. Um, and I didn't understand that at the time. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely ran into, I stumbled a lot along the way. I stumbled a lot along the way thinking I knew what was best and they knew nothing. And this was my first lessons in, in cultural competence. Folks, this is my first lesson understanding, you know, cultural competence is not, you know, hey, there I see a black and brown face. Let me speak the language. Let me tell them I know the latest songs. No, it goes way beyond that, because when you're talking culture, you're talking one's identity. Right. This being a part of them, who they are, their way of life. And. And social work practice and our line of work, um, us learning to honor the 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 way of life, the culture, the identity of folks are so important. And how do we engage the ones that you know we we claim to help, claim to support? Um, we're trying to support. How do we engage them um, without being judgmental? Without minimizing their experiences, dismissing their experiences or finding their experiences irrelevant or inferior to our own. Right. That's that's the mistake that I believe we've made far too often in our professions. It's, It's a mistake I made time and time again. And it was young folks that uh, checked me along the way. And uh, got me together, so to speak. Um, so I've learned that whatever whatever way I'm trying to, to convey a message, whatever way I'm trying to support 
make sure that it is relevant to the experiences of the folks I serve. You know, and again, folks, it's, it's not solely about race and ethnicity. You know, um, anybody can be uh, sports you know, in the sports world. They have their own culture. The streets have their own culture and many facets of life, uh, you know, theater, theater, um, Silicon Valley, you know, in many uh, aspects and in, 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 in spaces of life. Um, professionally and personally, there are cultures, right? So you have to know how to engage. You have to know the language. Um, and even if you don't necessarily know how to engage and know the language, be humble in how you show up and not, you know, disrespecting their way of life or not uh, believing their way of life is inferior to your own. Um, be, because we, we tend to do more harm than good. Um, so within the work I do now, whether it's therapy, whether it's workshops, whether it's the books, uh, that I produce or the films I produce, I, I, I try to be relevant to my targeted audience, black children, youth and families on what they're going through. Um, the urban setting. You know, urban communities has has they have their own culture, um, their own language, just like suburban communities. Um, growing up in my uh, childhood, my adolescence, and, and my adulthood, I spent time um, living in the city in urban communities, and I spent time living in suburban communities. And I understand they are different experiences uh, living in these type of living in these environments. And say if, you know, for folks who live in rural communities, they have their own culture. Um, so I had to learn this for my work. I had to learn that whatever I offer, whatever I do, I have to be sure or try my hardest and ask the tough questions. Is this aligned with who I serve? Will it resonate with them? Will they find this engaging? Am I speaking in a language that they would understand that they would appreciate? Am I being not only not culturally competent because you can never be competent in everyone's culture but is it relevant to their life you know is it culturally relevant um i know for what i do and what i offer may not work in 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 every space you know it may not work with an asian community it may not work with a white family living in a rural community um i understand that what i do it's not for everyone. Son of a dream is not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And and that's fine. Um, but I know when I go into those spaces, I'm also trying to learn um, than really trying to offer something, you know, especially just off the back. 
like here, you know, here, here's the intervention or here's, here's the therapeutic modality for you. Here's what you need. No, I'm trying to learn because I don't know. And being honest and transparent about what I don't know. But like I said, I primarily serve black children, youth and families and black, black people within our community is, is so diverse in terms of cultural experiences, you know, is, is so many of them, um, whether you're, you're, you're serving someone that is, you know, from Africa, some serving someone that's from Jamaica or whatever have you, Ghana, Jamaica, whatever have you, you know, Baltimore, Detroit, New Orleans, you know, these are different spaces. So, you know, I, I know that within Baltimore, there's a certain way that we, we talk in Baltimore, a certain way we communicate in Baltimore. Our music, our food, and our language may may differ than, you know, black folks in St. Louis um, or black folks in Milwaukee. And that's cool. You know, that's all right. Um, because these different cities have their own culture um, to it. So. I try to, for whatever I do, show up and I try to make sure, you know, wherever I go and, and what I offer, being very clear and precise of who I serve. First of all, that that helps me tremendously being clear on who I serve, um, because that's who I develop my workshops, my my multimedia projects. Um, that's who they're geared towards that particular population um, so I try to um, convey I try to serve in ways that, that is culturally relevant to their experiences and this is so critical folks so critical um, as we can do harm if we're not careful on how we show up um, and if we're not honoring the culture of the people we serve, it took me a long time to learn that. And I made some mistakes um, along the way. But I am grateful for the opportunity to learn. And I'm still learning. It's still I'm, I'm, I'm still evolving. Right. Um, understanding that, you know, people change. You know, and, uh, you know, cultures change and there there are shifts in cultures and so forth. Um, but as practitioners, I believe it's important for us to keep that in mind in our journey. Folks, thank you for joining me again. I'm Bobby Marvin Holmes, host of Hugh Voices. Hugh Voices podcast is production of Son of a Dream Services and Multimedia Resources. Our theme music is produced by Jay Soul for BSM Productions. Be sure to subscribe to Hugh Voices Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also be sure to visit our website at sonofadream.com to learn more about how our services and multimedia resources support the healthy development and success of children, youth, and families. Take care and be safe.